It's the Lakeland Sports Guys with Chris and Tom. I'm Tom Carroll. Chris Cox sitting beside me. We got the coach, Dan Spivey, in the house, coming to you from Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood, where they got the daily specials going on every single day of the week. Today being Monday means the cheeseburger special, and uh, the soup of the day was uh, uh, tomato bisque. Tomato maybe. bisque, yeah. yeah, maybe. yeah. So that with a burger. Oh. Yeah, Clyde's burger was like this, by the way. <laughs> it was a Clyde burger, I guess what we call it. So. What, what number is that on the board? Uh, it's it's double digit, let's say that. Glad to have you with us. Got a lot to talk about. Uh, got big news uh, with ACC days that's coming up. We'll let you know when Clemson is going to be uh, uh, over there in Charlotte and when to expect, roughly when to expect them up there. And then uh, we found out today, too, game day is going to be in town uh, for the first game of the season for the Gamecocks. So we'll let you know a little bit more about that uh, to go along with it. The voting continues for the best stadium in the state in which we've got three here in the Lakelands that are up for that qualifications. you got Abbeville, Greenwood, and Ware Shoals, all three of those still in the running of the mix. And as of uh, tomorrow at noon, the voting will be closed down, and they'll go ahead and post who the uh, finalists are going to be, and then we'll get to vote again. I was going to say, you know what I may do since me and you have been going with Greenwood, I may throw Regal in there one time and just say, hey, I'm going to vote one, see if they get a vote. Well, I had, I had a couple at breakfast <laughs> one morning. I told them they needed to, you know, vote and uh judge he he went on there and he was looking he said what if and judge graduated from greenwood i said what if i don't want to vote for greenwood i'm not gonna vote for greenwood just because you wanted me to uh no well you i'm just saying you need to go vote i mean you know you ain't gonna say no name come on travis we know who you are but then then he says well i'm Uh, i i I guess you're right i guess we do need to put greenwood in there so travis has voted for theirs so we know we got we know we got a few votes. I don't know. Well, like I said, I'll just tell Russell Patterson and the rest of them guys over there in Hornetville, man, get on get online, man. Yeah. They work their butts off over at Regal because that's a tough field to keep up. Yeah. You know it well yeah. as I do. That's mm-hmm. a tough field to keep up. Yeah. Greenwood's not really a tough field to keep up, but no. Regal and some of the other ones, the older stadiums, um, are, are really tough to keep up. So. Yeah. But you can go to the state um, website. And go to sports and then kind of have to scroll down a little bit, but then you can click on the article that has all the voting that's going on. And right now, uh, you know, everybody I've talked to is all of a sudden uh, we're going to see a lot of them voting for Northwestern. That is up there. We're going to see a lot of them voting for uh, Marlboro County. Um, You know, down in the low country portion of it, River Bluff right now, everybody says that's going to be the stadium because it's got the largest population down there. Yeah. River Bluff, those Midlands, I think the one that's going to be in the low country is going to be McKissick. I think McKissick Field or whatever it is at McKissick, McKissick Field at whatever, Somerville High School, is probably going to be the one in that area. Um, just because it's it's old, it's like it's like Greenwood. I mean, yeah. that's just an old stadium with a lot of history and a lot of players that have come through there. If you can get those players to, if they're still in and around there, and can find mm-hmm. out about it, uh, yeah, I I just was amazed to go in there and see all the different stadiums and the ones that we've even like been to. That right. that's what kills yeah. me about it. That's just what's cool. And some of them I don't see how they even made the list, really, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting into those. And, yeah, well, you know, though the qualifications um, had to do with their yeah. past uh, history, the atmosphere, the charm, modern yeah. amenities that have been added to it uh, on top of all of that. So those, those are the criteria that are there, which is what I can say for more than a lot of the top ten lists that are out yeah. there right now because yeah. the criteria is never listed, so you never know why, why? certain yeah. things are up there. But um, should be fun to see. You know, Clinton's on that list as well. Will they be able to move on? Um, 
I tell you this, Northwestern or District 3 Stadium has their hands full uh, with Catamba Ridge being right there in their backyard. Right. So that's the one I would worry about. Like I said, that's that's the nice part. Yeah. That Catawba Ridge would be what I would consider our upstate river bluff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's a newer, they, they build them all kind of the same ways and stuff like that. So I, that's what I would think. Well, you know, you get, and so many of them now, you know, Greenwood used to be unique in the fact that, well, we got the turf, we got the big jumbotron, but now more and more teams, well, every school in Lexington County has turf fields now, and they're starting to put the newer schools that they're building when they build a new stadium. They put in a turf field. They put in a jumbotron to begin with. Now, you get some of the older schools that have had the turf in for a little while, like North Augusta. Mm -hmm. They've got their video board. It probably might have been one of the first ones around, but it was – it don't can't don't hold a candle to Greenwood, and the turf that they put down is the old hard plastic stuff that everybody hates. So, uh, hopefully when they redo it, they'll – Put the softer stuff put, on Put there. some good stuff in there and get a decent video board. And just pay the light bill so we can keep the lights on next time we go down there. And it is official. Greenwood is going to have a jamboree. Um, that was finally posted by the high school league, as a matter of fact. $8 a ticket to get in. Uh, it'll be the 11th that evening, that Friday evening. The teams that are there, you'll have Greenwood, McCormick, Emerald, 96, Dixie, and Abbeville. Uh, this time around. So, missing Saluda from last year. We're missing Newberry from last year. Um, but more, I mean, more Lake Lyon. Uh, well, it's yeah. Lakeland stuff, and that, that's what we want to see. We want to see the Lakeland's guys uh, because we don't, being the broadcast team for Greenwood, we don't get to go see Abbeville play. We don't get to go see 96 play, uh, except for on our open date. Mm-hmm. And then we look at the schedule, well, where do we want to go? <laughs> And, uh, where's the best game? Yeah, of the, where's the best game? And then you got to throw out a couple of them because of their open dates and or, well, we they playing in the other side of the world, so we don't want to drive that far on a Friday night when we don't have to. <laughs> I got you. I'm hoping for rain. I told y'all, I'm hoping for rain. Not here, but I want, there, there are two jamborees I want to check out. The ones in Aiken, and the other yeah. ones the one at Strom Thurmond because they, and that's another reason that you don't see like Strom Thurmond. Yeah. They got their own. They got their own. Um, and it's because they're not used to – they're not – let's just say it like it is. They're not Lakeland's teams. So they're not used to being a part of our jamborees. When it, when I was in school, it was what uh, you had – well, Newberry was always there. And, and that's who Greenwood generally played was Newberry. Yeah. Um, and then some of the other ones. But um, it's just a way for you to see your Lakeland's team. And like I said, the majority of them are there. And then I guess probably Saluda may be playing at – Strom Thurmond, or they may have their own. Well, Salute will be playing um, Brooklyn Casey. If I'm no, they playing Batesburg Leesville in that jamboree. And that, Brooklyn and, Casey's you know, playing that, that's Strom Thurmond. A, I don't know if I like I that setup or not because they're going to play each other during regular season. Yeah, you know, and if I'm a coach, I want to play somebody I'm not going to see in regular season. I can sit, I can sit in the stands with the team and watch them scrimmage somebody else and learn more about them. So right. I'll have to double-check that. Yeah. I'm not positive on that. Do not quote me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that's the way that it is. But those are the four teams that are going to be there for that jamboree uh, to go along with it. And then, um, if you want, here's week zero in the Lakelands. We'll just run it down for you. AC Flores coming up to take on Greenwood. Uh, you got Hillcrest going to Lawrence. Pendleton is at Dixie. 96 at Emerald. McCormick at Abbeville. Calhoun Falls goes on the road. They're going down to Blackville Hill to – 
And then uh, Whitmire is at where Shoals Saluda at Mid Carolina. So most of the teams, Lakeland teams, are going to be at, home. at home. Yeah, they, there's a few that are going to be out and yeah. about. And they're close enough games you can get to. So. Yeah. I, I'm interested in the, uh, what would you say, Hillcrest-Lawrence? Yeah. That's a game that could be very interesting. With, with a new quarterback, Hillcrest. And then well, Lawrence, and, Lawrence and, will have a new quarterback too, I guess, because Rawls is gone now. And Hillcrest, you know, is one of those teams that they can be up or they can be down. And when they're up and they're good, it can be a good ball. But that's kind of a, a neighborhood rivalry going the other way. That's just – Right there crossing Simpsonville, and a lot of those kids probably grow up playing against each other in Little League and, you know, Pop Warner and whatever, kind of like Greenwood Lawrence. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's about the same distance. It might be closer to Lawrence Hillcrest than Greenwood is. Now, that should be a fun week uh, yeah. either way. And then we get to, you know, strap on our, our cowboy boots and head on down to Atlanta the following week Greenwood does. So we'll try to keep you updated week to week. And, of course, it's going to be fun previewing all of these games for week zero here in a couple of weeks as well. Well, I just hope these coaches don't think they're in the NFL and will send us the, <laughs> send us the information that we need because we'll be more than happy to send them anything they need. Yeah. Well, that, that's the big thing is uh, – <laughs> Getting the request forms first and the going from there. Yep. Um, also, Post 20 put a wrap on the baseball aspect of it. The yep. Junior Eagles uh, from Post 20, they ended up dropping two this weekend. Uh, matter of fact, uh, the one Saturday just kind of got out of hand. They, they were up two to nothing going into the third last time I had checked, and then all of a sudden um, I came back and it was seven to two, and uh, Greer Post 115 ended up winning that first game in Conway, by the way. And then the Eagles had a chance to win it yesterday. Um, you know, they, they fought back, and it was the bottom of the seventh. Um, you know, they had a runner on second, a runner on a runner on second, a runner on first. No, they had a runner on second. Ended up getting walked. Then they had two outs. Then um, Bennett came up, ended up hitting, a, or not hitting, but a wild pitch. He ran to first, ran all the way to second. Um, Wise ended up coming in and scoring, and all of a sudden it was five to four with two outs, and they just couldn't get past that but they made a valid effort i thought in order to try to come back and win that one and traveled a long ways to play oh yeah <laughs> two games like that but yeah. uh congrats to drew pridgen and the rest of the staff out there at post 20 eagles and the juniors and what a season that they had uh to go along with it so i mean the future's bright for i think all of those junior programs 96 uh emerald and greenwood and last thursday they had they did have their end-of-the-year banquet, so to speak, mm-hmm. that Post 20 puts on for all its athletes. And um, I was talking with a gentleman this morning who was in attendance, and he said there was well over 100. Now, I'm still trying to figure out where you get 100 where, people. where they put that many people in the Veterans Administration building with a sit-down meal. So, but Well, there's interest there, though. I mean, I, I, I'm kind of like you. It's kind of hard to believe it. But, yeah, I can see that. But. Yeah. The one thing I, I really – I'm sad that Nate Hamilton ended up stepping I, down. I at yeah. Oh, no doubt. Um, you know, the way that he did. He, uh, to me, he's one of the better coaches that we have in and around the Lakelands. And, um, his comment in the paper when, when he talked with Ken Adams, and, and he's, you know, to quote him, um, just not as much excitement around the program as I've seen in the past. I could see the interest level was down a couple years ago as far as the area players. Um, that kind of carried over into this year. It's kind of makes you question what you're doing. So I 
feel it's time for new leadership and give someone else the opportunity because I feel like the pieces are all there to be successful. And you hate that somebody feels that way yeah. um, that's there that he, because he's not. Especially he's what kept after, it together. Especially after the run that he had. Last year, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the great, key. great coach, you know, put a great product on the field and – we're winning, and, and this year it just kind of all fell apart for him. Now, multitude of reasons behind that, but mm-hmm. well, I would say to, like, ho- hopefully with the, the the junior guys, they can gradually get enough up to the big boys to where they can change that and get it back to what it needs to be. Like I said, I want to say, Coach Hamilton is—he's the reason I think we did get get this yeah. thing started. He's kind of what we would call the glue that brought it back. Where the numbers are coming from from him is—I can understand it. You know, I can remember ten years ago. I don't remember Post Twenty even being really out there. So basically, with this hire, when he came in the radio station, you interviewed him. Uh, you had a couple other guys with him that that were assets to this thing. Uh, they got Legion Field to where it is now yeah. as Nayville. Whoever takes this job, they're inheriting a gold mine here. But if you're going by numbers from fans coming to it, I don't know if you can count on it. I don't know if that's how you do it. Well, I don't think you worry about too much about the fans. You want to put a product on the field. And if you put the product on the field and you win, then you have plenty. You will have better results mm-hmm. with more players coming out and um, – yeah, this year maybe wasn't the best grouping of players um, from a commitment, and that's what it's about. And I think that's what the new coach and I think uh, Mr. Vines, when he's looking at the applications and talking to the different ones, he's going to be looking for somebody that will read the rules read the rules to the players, and then enforce those rules. And say, if you want to come play for me, then you're dedicating yourself to the season. You're not going to come in here in two weeks and say, well, Coach, I'm going to the beach for a week. If you do, turn in your uniform and don't come back. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's going to take. And I'm not downing the guys that went to the beach. I'm just saying I know that was one issue that they had, and then there were other issues that came up during the season. But – um, I give credit to Stan because, like I said, when I was playing baseball, that was not an option for me. And like I said, I was a lifeguard at Myrtle Beach when I was younger, 17. But um, And once I got that job, I wanted to play baseball and yeah. I wanted to play post-20. But, you know, Jerome and the rest of the guys who were over post-20 at the time, that was not an option. No, well, if you were going to the beach, you were going to the beach, and we'll, we'll just do what we have. And that's what I'm saying. That's one thing that I have seen, Coach, he got it to grow back to where we'll make some exceptions. And that might have cost him this year. Yeah. But win-loss, I mean, that's not what I look at. I look at, like, the last two, three, four years since he's been in his, in that role. Yeah. And he's been a leader every year he's been in that role. That's a tough position to fill now. I'm just wondering if maybe you got something better. I, Coach, I don't know where you're headed or what you're doing, but, I mean, you're in Greenwood, so I don't know how much you can really expect from our area here. Um, well, I think we've got a great baseball Oh, we do, here, we do. And it goes, and now we're going back to the juniors that will be coming up. Uh, there'll be spots opening up for these other these younger kids that are in middle school and all that are going to be moving up. Um, and we've got the under-8s and under-10s and under-12s that are playing great baseball. 
and they're going to continue to grow. And a lot, you'll have some that'll drop off and go to other sports. We all know that we'll have some that'll move out of Greenwood County for whatever reason. But there's a nucleus here that post 20 should be a better baseball team and should be able to. And I'm talking to big boys. The little mm-hmm. boys are doing their part. There's no doubt about that. They're doing their part. So let's just hope that next year some of those come up and we can get some commitment from these guys and go win some stuff. I think you're right, though, Sam. I think uh, we're, we're in great shape with Ty. Vines in the position he's in. I think yep. he's, he's doing a wonderful job over there. And you're right. I think whoever the next coach that comes in is, I mean, let's. I, I would love personally for it to be a former Lakeland's baseball coach at one of the schools. I'd love to see that. If he like, I'm gonna take a week or two off, or a year or two off from coaching baseball, and I was thinking about it, but I don't know because I'm right at retirement. <laughs> One of those guys like that, like an old, I would say, you know, Brett. I'd love to see Chase Bridgen take that job. I would love to see that too. But but if you give him the job, who are you gonna put in <laughs> at that junior level? Well, that's you Drew. Is his brother at the junior level? I don't think Chase okay. is, is okay. coaching well, the Chase junior may level. not be. Yeah, mm, I mean, just, he coaches the varsity. Yeah, he's on varsity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he coaches so the varsity. So that would be a good Might position good spot one. for him. Yeah. Yeah. Like Look, him. as long as we don't get Jerome back. No offense, Coach. You say in that seat you in Columbia. I don't think he's coming from Columbia. No, I don't think so. We don't see uh, we're going to forget about that one. A um, couple other things. Uh, Cambridge Academy has a couple of uh, – Team meetings that are coming up. I guess you would say a parent meeting for the swim teams being held tomorrow, 5.30 in the cafeteria at Cambridge Academy. Um, swim teams open to boys and girls age 6 to 12. Even if you uh, know how to dog paddle, they will take you. So uh, head on over there. They'll teach you how to swim the freestyle in all four strokes. Where are we swimming at, by the way? I'm not saying. Okay. Is it the Y, though? <laughs> yeah, it is the Y. All right, so there again, Mayor. I, every time we talk about swimming in the pool, the mayor's got to come up with a – collection of uh, we need a parks and rec let's just throw it out we need a pool there we like every it. other county has yeah. so. and then volleyball parents meeting is going to be at the end of the week on friday the 28th 5:45. again that'll be in the cafeteria it'll be for middle school and varsity both of those uh teams um and if you need more information you can contact cambridge academy they'd be glad to help you out uh, coach sam and coach chelsea are the ones to contact there. Awesome. So we've got that. And congratulations to Legacy Chevrolet. They are now part of the uh, Greenwood Booster Club. Their name's on the big scoreboard out there uh, as well. So um, it's always nice to, you know, welcome new sponsors into the Greenwood Eagle family. And we're going to let them welcome us in the way, too. So we're going to all go out there to, to check out some stuff. So. Yeah. Now, I know you all – Stan probably hasn't seen it, but you and I have, and that is the high school sports report put out the top 20 poll um, that they have for each of the classifications. Green was listed at number 20, 20. Yeah. as of right now. So, um, you know, with a new offense and everything that's going on. Now, Jim Baxter is the one who puts this out. He's You know, that's his, his baby is the high school sports report. Um, and I'm going to tell you this. He was pretty fair with everybody this time around. Usually – he goes pretty heavy on on the low country portions, yeah. but I mean, he took into account a lot of the Midlands and the upper state in well, these polls. He, and that's the first time I think I've seen him do that. And and the past ones that I've seen, it you look just look through it, and the teams that get the most that take out the most ads are the ones that get two and three pages, <laughs> and their players seem to be in the top of the rankings. I mean, I know. What was it? Last year we were talking about the kid over at Dixie that was batting like 600 and something, mm-hmm. and nobody had ever heard of him, you know. So 
Yep. Um, in the uh, 3A, Clinton is listed at number four, by the way. Um, that's and that's closer. a defending yeah. state champion. Upper state champion. Upper state Upper champion. Upper state, yeah. 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 Um, in 2A right now, uh, Abbeville is number two behind Great Collegiate. That's got a lot of folks a little upset. Uh, I'd be a little uh, bit upset, too. <laughs> Salute is listed at number 12 as of right now. That's there. And then in the uh, 1A, um, you know, it really isn't anybody that's listed there except for Dixie's region, which has St. Joe's, Southside Christian, uh, and Christ Church all listed in the top six. There's one that's surprising me in this thing that I'm looking at, what you're looking at. I'm like you. you got to give them the respect they deserve. Right. All right. I'm, you know, one in three I'm never going to vote for because they're collegiates. And they go out and they do their thing. Marion was there, what, four years ago, three or four years ago, and they Something played like Abbeville. That, yeah. The team that you might better worry about for is it's, it's a new school. It's Hampton County. And Hampton is a cross between Allendale and um, – Fairfax. S- well, I think it's Fairfax, Allendale, Fairfax, and it wasn't – I thought it was Wade Hampton, but it's not. I got corrected on that. So that's another team you better look out for because they've combined three schools now. Yeah. So Hampton County is going to be a tough team in that region. Um, and the question is, will they remain 2A after this year with, with that number? With that number. Maybe and that's the key, yeah. yeah. I think that was something that should have been looked at because if you're going to do that before the season, it looks like you can go ahead and recla- – well, you get, they only reclassify once a year. Well, right. well, they'll, they'll reclassify next year, so this will be the end of the second year. Mm-hmm. So they can stay this year. Next year they'll they'll blow up in population and they'll be put up with uh, other boys. You got a problem with um, like I said, where have you got salute in that poll? Salute well, in this poll is twelve. Yeah. That's what I had them at. That's where so, they got them at here. So. Yeah, that's a little low. I think for salute to be considered CSRA, we consider him a little bit of a Lakeland team too. But um, we know Coach, and we know that he's not going to – he didn't lose a whole lot either. Yeah, the uh, one that questioned you, though, was Buford being was at three. number seven. That was 3A. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's your defending state champions from yeah. Buford. And they didn't lose. I can remember watching that game, and, you know, they're the Eagles too, like we are at Greenville. But um, – Coach Lybrand and and they had Manchild, which he may have yeah. graduated. I think he, I think he's still there. But Casey Fields was the one that won that state for me yeah. at receiver. He's back. The quarterback's back. They didn't lose but three or four players off this team, and, and they're dropped all the way down to like seven or eight. That's kind of surprising. But like I said, the reason Dylan's number one is because that is actually who won that game. Yeah, uh, Beaver beat Dylan in the playoffs last year yeah. to give Dylan their first loss, and they're loaded. So, I mean, well, 3A is going to be the conference I think we're going to talk about this year. I think it's not going to be five and four. I think it's going to be three. It's going to be every week. It's going to be like bang, 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 bang. I think the reason Greenwood is ranked so low, too, is we lost so much, and we didn't end the year on a good note. But that was because we had so many people injured and hurt and people playing multiple positions during the game. You know, we had some two-way players. Mm-hmm. We had a lot of young players. How many did we pull off of the young, JV? To yeah, come up? and so, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm all. I, I'd like to on see it. after week zero. Let's look at this poll and see yeah. where see you're going to see some of those number ones drop down and maybe off, and then you're going to see like the Buford that's going to come out and slaughter somebody. They're going to rise. They're going to rise up. And <laughs> well, their problem in Buford, I've already told y'all, is there's two brand new charter schools and an yeah. academy school. Yeah. And it's just not – it is a 4A school, but it's not that big of a town. I, just, I mean, Beaufort I, – I think Greenwood's a good bit bigger than Beaufort is, but it's just 
it's too early for these. This is why we call them preseason. I mean, we can sit here and talk every which way. I have spent part of the weekend going through trying to get players from Max Preps that are back on teams like Manchild and, and, and Kelsey Fields and the rest of the guys that are at Buford. It's just going to be a long process until we get those first jamborees in. Yeah. By the way, four of the five teams that are in Greenwood's region are on this poll. They are. Yeah, you got Easley, Westside, Greenville, and Greenwood. Yeah, Greenwood well, and, being and two. Westside's going to have a new coach. You know, yeah, they've got their – do we know if their quarterback is coming back? Yeah, Cutter Woods. Cutter Woods is back. Transferred, yeah, you know, he transferred back. down there from Eastside. Well, the coach leaves. Well, is the kid going to stay? Yeah, Cutter's there. Yeah. Uh, so South Point's the one that everybody's saying because they went every. I mean, they went to uh, Northwestern to Catawba. Uh, uh, I mean, that team basically dissipated. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't but, care. Here's the that, that area of the state is growing about as fast as Horry County's growing. So yeah, Fort Mill, Rock Hill. Yeah, oh, yeah that, that's that, crazy. That's just truth. blowing up, and you don't know who's going to be moving into what school zone. Yeah, I just you know you were talking about Greenwood and who. It, I'm not so mad at the fact we lost the playoff game last year. We were beat by a solid football team, being a young football team at that. Yeah. Northwestern's got every right to be where they're ranked in that one. And they're going to be another tough team with, with his boy back at running back. I can't think of well, – uh, Turbo. Turbo's back. Turbo's back at running year. back, yeah. That, that, he might be probably the – I'd say he might be the best player we saw last year. If he wasn't, There's he's some, close. There were some good ones we saw last year. If he wasn't, he's close I mean, to it. we saw some receivers and some quarterbacks that we felt like really. Like I said, Flora had, Flora had Mikhail Townsend yeah. and the well, running Tyler back. from Greenville was, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. he outplayed everybody. On Let the me team. go and get my kick in here. I'm not worried about Greenville because I know who their coach is. That's why I got blasted on the little cyclone sports thing. Well, how do you figure you need to be higher than 10? Because you got Greenville at two. That's a win right there. I don't care who we got playing <laughs> because of the coach they got. So, uh, All right. and, you know, it's going to be – it'll be fun. I mean, it's fun to talk about it. We can go through every one of them and talk about kids on those teams. So. Well, if you want to take a look at it, we do have it pinned uh, yeah. uh, on the Lakeland Sports guys with Chris and Tom on our Facebook page. You can go and take a look at that poll and see where they're at. Uh, we didn't mention 5A because we don't have a 5A team here in the Lakelands. But uh, Dutch Fork, of course, number one, Somerville two, Gaffney three. And then you had Fort Dorchester at four with Burns at five leaving uh, Lexington, Spartanburg, Sumter, Hillcrest, and T.L. Hanna the last five in. That top five, I, I it's would, amazing. I wouldn't throw Sumter <laughs> under the bus just I wouldn't yet. either. I wouldn't throw Spartanburg under the bus. No, uh, they lost Jeter at quarterback, so well, they got to replace their quarterback at Spartanburg. But they've got a brand-new stadium. They do. And, you know, the, the team's going to want to play well. Mm. I'm interested in that team this rank. Was that fourth? Fort Dorchester. Had a coach, lost coach, had a coach, lost coach. Have they hired a new coach at Dorchester yet? Not as of I don't think so either. And I don't know what happened with that situation. I mean, yeah. like I said, it was something more than what they were they were telling us because, yeah. like I said, you don't have a coach just go and leave and go and leave. And So that's another team. You got Burns, who appears to be back on track. I think they're going to be your premier team on what Fox Sports uh, thing out of, up that way this year because they're, they're all about the Burns. Rebels team and but like I said, you know a little bit about Sumter. You know you can't count those kids out. And I mean to see a dorman that low down, mm-hmm. dorman at eleven. That's that's well, and you kind of expect Dutch Fork to be there. Oh, you do. Um, of course, they're taking a part of a page out of some of these collegiate teams, and they're going and 
Well, nobody wants to play them. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the thing. So he's having to have to make that move and, and go up there and, and try to face the IMGs and some of those others nationally. Well, yeah. the thing that's cool is go back to four is well, who number eight is in four, and that's Irmo. You, these are two schools that compete and they buy for players from each other in that area. You'll call it West Columbia, whatever you want to call the Irmo area. But Dutch Fork, and they, to see Irmo back in the top ten is a little surprising this early in the game. It's going to be fun. It's going to be awesome, man. <laughs> We're a few yes. weeks away to get out underway. Excitement. And, and get that started and going here. Um, can't wait for all that to begin. Um, and it's, you know, just it seems like days, but it's it's right around the corner. <laughs> Before you know it, we'll be there, right? Yeah, yep. we will. Up there in the Taj. <laughs> All right. One of the things, uh, did you see the the final thing about that locally here in Lakeland? Did you see both the buses? We've seen the Eagle bus. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the Viking I bus? I have not. I have not Travel seen the bus. Really, yeah. It's purple and yellow. It is really cool. I bet it is. I, I was amazed with the green. The only, the only thing, I, when I saw the wrap or the paint on the Greenwood buses, it reminded me of that other one down here in Columbia. And I was like, that's the one, another one of my footballs with Gray is that they use the big bus to go to recruit. So if you see, you know, Coach coming through your neighborhood, he's just delivering ice cream. Don't worry about it. Just take the ice cream. And <laughs> if your kids don't want us to play football, let them on the bus. That's all I'll say. So we'll see. Keep them out of trouble. All right. As best we can, right? I have looked for the, the Viking bus when I ride by there. I'm going to tell you what, boy. Well, the parking lot's coming along. It looks like they're going to have parking over on oh, the Oh, yeah. Parking's the, uh, done. Matter of fact, on the, on the student side, the student it's already side. done. Yeah. It's um, just, and they're working on the other. I just – A new entrance. Uh, I just – there's no way until you – know, and it's not going to be ready by when it, when school starts back. But I can't wait to see the I've, – I've tried to go and find, like, the prints of it to see what it's supposed to look like and how they're going to attach it with the – not attach it, but how they're going to bring it in with the, the new press box and stuff later on down the road. But our road – Time you had to wash again, I looks like, buddy. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it with the laptop and my hat and everything else, but I'm I can't stay in one spot long, you know me. Not a problem. It's washable. That's it the beauty is. about it. It is good. All right. Um let's go ahead and switch over to uh, the college aspect of it as of right now because uh the news that's coming out that uh, we just got to this afternoon was the fact that game day is gonna open the season uh with the Gamecocks in the Tar Heels up there in Charlotte. This should be a lot of fun to have with it. And of course, uh you know, it's gonna be even more interesting to see how they're going to do things because they're only missing one guy out of that five team. They brought it down to a four team Desmond. Yeah. Still there, uh, you got Kirk and and Fowler, um, Kirk uh, Herb Street and Fowler still there uh, as well, and uh, Lee Corso is still going to make some appearances here and there. I have been told, so we've still got that in the mix. I love Corso, man, but I'm gonna tell you something. They gave, and that's what it is. They gave somebody a really good reporter in Pollock. I that's one guy I watched play defense at Georgia, but I'm gonna tell you that is a to let him walk from that team is crazy. And that, that's why they're the Ford Letter Networks, and that's what they deserve. But that was, to me, he and Susie Culver, because I'm going to tell you, that's another one I used to criticize all the time. But she worked her butt off for 20-plus years. And to let just her go to – she's going to Fox now, I believe. I saw where she signed with Fox. And you're going to see, you know, with the new Peacock, that may be the perfect spot for David Pollock. Because they're going to have on Saturday nights, they're going to have football. If, if the SEC Network doesn't pick him up, or like you say, Fox Sports doesn't pick him up. Mm-hmm. I think and he's Fox looking for Sports could I, pick him up. I just I, I can't wait to see what NBC or excuse me, it's not NBC anymore. It is the Peacock Network. Yeah. Uh, they're going to do a Saturday night college football game, so it will rival 
NBC, NBC yeah. with Notre Dame and, and those yeah. games there. So that's going to be interesting. To, and not everybody can get – I can't get Peacocks. So I'm not worried, worried about it. But, um, they're, like I said, it's it's going to be a really good season. I just don't – some of the people they let go, it just was because of the years they had been with ESPN, and I'm not for that. I mean, I don't know if a young, bunch of younger guys got into the head seat and started punching buttons and said, he's got to go, he's got to go. My friend's coming here, my friend's coming here. <laughs> But I, there is a name that's going to be on that list next year, and I think it's Kurt Herbstreit. I always thought Kurt would stay with them, but I think if he can go like ABC or or they get because ASPN and ESPN are they're together, they're they're yeah. a group. But Kurt loves it, and he loves course though. And I mean, maybe he had something to do with some of these guys getting well. I think notched out, but but he may be looking more at trying to get into more of the Big Ten stuff. Because he played at Ohio He's State. He's an Ohio State guy. And um, I'm not sure where he lives, probably up probably that way Ohio. somewhere. So he's probably looking to – and can you imagine the travel and the homework? I mean, we do one game, okay? Now, he's going to come in and do game day in Charlotte. Well, the game's not until 730. Right. They may put him on a plane and fly him to – Texas or Texas or, or California around. to do a late game. I mean, I'll stand. Man, you're right. We do do it. Look, this is how he gets by. <laughs> he's got his lap. I got my laptop. I yeah, got phone. Got, I got. He's got four people feeding him information. And he does. His ear. He does. But he, he, still, he still has to do his homework. And Tom Carroll, I'm jealous of what him. I'm talking about. I'm jealous of him, though, Tom Carroll. <laughs> I'm jealous. <laughs> well, Eric McLean, I think he's. Going to be yeah, moving be on up. Way. I think he's moving from the ACC network over to the four-letter network. Mm-hmm. That's uh, what I'm saying. You're going to see a lot of flip flop uh, flipping and flopping, and uh, you know. Uh, the thing is with with being in Charlotte, how you know you you see <laughs> the crowds at yeah. at the colleges when yeah. they're on site. Yeah. Um, you don't quite see the same unless it's a bowl game. You don't really quite see the same well, now, crowds. They, How are they going? They are calling this the preseason Mayo Bowl or something. Well, like yeah, that. it is. Yeah, that. so it's the I mean, Mayo kickoff. And now you got and now with game day coming in, you know that's going to bring even more because there's going to be people that's going to come, and it is a short ride from the upstate. It's a short ride from Columbia. I mean, it's probably closer to Columbia than to Charlotte than it is from Greenwood to Got Charlotte. On seventy-seven. So, uh, and then, of course, my buddy that graduated from South Carolina lives in North Carolina, worked in North Carolina, and up there, Carolina means the blue. Right, it's it don't a different mean color. The burgundy, so he had to get accustomed to that. <laughs> but, Here's what uh, I think about. And I'm not an NIL guy. Y'all know that. You got two of the highest-paid NIL guys playing quarterback against each other. You got yeah. Spencer Rattler and Drake May. Drake May, to me, is a Heisman candidate in North Carolina. I know that that's, he's got to go out and play the year. Um, and like I said, there again, I'm going to use his philosophy on why I think Drake May is going to have a little bit better year is he's playing ACC. I know you don't want to hear that. But I, I just think he's well, a better quarterback than Spencer Rattler is. He may be a better quarterback, but you got to look at the coaching staff, too. And I don't know if the coaching staff <laughs> – at North Carolina has. Uh, I don't know if he has it. enough help. Max still got it. I don't know if he's got enough help. Rattler's got some help. He he's got you some. Know. Yeah, he's got G Swells and some guys. We we're gonna be we're gonna we got a good running back. I mean, my problem stands still going to be. I think offensive line play is. I think North Carolina's offensive line is better than our offensive line. 
I'll just say that outright. Yeah. I think that's our weakness this year. Their defensive line is definitely better than our offensive line at North Carolina. Mac Brown, I mean, as many times as I put this guy down, he's going to continually come back to coach. So I'm not going against Mac Brown. I just think this is the game for Beamer to prove himself. Yeah. This is the proven game for Beamer to get a lot of guys. I'm not going to say like maybe because I, I'm not on the train, but I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to catch another train. I think this is the game he can prove himself. If they can come out and butt whip these boys, and that's what needs to happen. Do I want to win 10 to 9? Not really, because I've already told y'all, as long as we pay in these players, 8 and 3, 8 and 4, 8 and 7, 5, ain't no good no more, coach. It ain't good enough for me. If you pay in players, you better have 11 and 2 seasons or 11, 12 and 0 seasons like Georgia's done. And that's what I'm saying. I don't want to compete with Georgia because I don't want to have to go out and just pay. Uh, what's the kid that got caught speeding the other day that was gone <laughs> from yeah. Southern Cal? He wouldn't have had that car if, if Southern Cal hadn't given him the ideal to buy that car. Yeah. Now, he's a pro now, but that's yeah. the old car he got from Southern Cal. You see too many bad things happening. And I, I don't want to harp on the Georgia deal with the girl and the kid that got killed, but I, I'm not saying they would have, that that would even happen if they didn't have that $200,000 or $100,000 car. Not that it's their fault that it happened. I'm just saying, NIL, it's just it, college kids aren't ready for the money. But this game that you're talking about will feature two of the top paid guys in college football. Well, and it's two. It's a big recruiting game. It's huge. You know, South Carolina needs it worse than North Carolina because South Carolina goes to North Carolina and gets a lot of good ball players. You don't see North Carolina coming into South Carolina and getting too many ball players. That's what I was gonna say. I think so North Carolina need, needs it more. North Carolina needs it to get those Charlotte, the Fort Mill area. That's basically South Carolina, yeah, but mm-hmm. uh, those athletes Football City, come, USA. yeah, you know, instead of coming to South Carolina. But uh, it should be a good ball game. Uh, they'll be – I don't think the stadium will be slam full. Well, and game day's not going to be at the stadium. It's yeah. kind of that park. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, and, and really the park's well, only so big. And that park's That's what I'm saying. Is, if it and, is at a college, you're going to yeah. see – yeah. Hundreds, thousands of and, folks. And and where you have to park at that stadium, you know, if you park, you're going to be walking. And if you're on one side of the stadium and they're on the other end of the park, you're not going to walk way over there just to go see them. No, you don't want I'm to not, do that. I'm not a big fan of Bank of America Stadium. I don't want to put them down. But like you say, parking's horrendous. If, you, yeah. if you're going – if you got a room for that that weekend, see if they got a shuttle bus to take you from hotel to the game. Because yeah. you're right, parking is a great – and that's one of the reasons I think the game day is at the park. Because it, had it been at the stadium, look at the parking that it would take up at the stadium. Mm-hmm. So what little parking you do have there, you wouldn't have it there anymore. Because, I mean, the game day sets – you know how much yeah. it takes up. Yeah. It, it takes up a lot. Huge. So well, it should be fun. We'll find yeah. uh, find out a little bit more as it gets a little bit closer. In that regard, kind of wrap up the SEC days for the Gamecocks. Um, the preseason media poll came out. Gamecocks are right where they were last year, third right now in the uh, uh, East. That is there. And did you see the with the interview that that Shane Beamer did and the interviews that he has had outside of that? He's playing down what he played up last year. 
Which tells me that he's he doesn't he doesn't want you know it's kind of like when Clemson had that battery on their shoulder we didn't we wanted to be disrespected right and he he kind of think that he has that same mentality right now is we don't want folks putting a target on our back we want to put a target on somebody else's back well you know here's I I've I've never been a fan of being like number one to start a season anyway um, I used to hate it when the Patriots were up like and they had the, the bullseye like you say on their back. Um, Good bowl, you know, like I said, they played a good bowl team last year. They lost that bowl game. But, I mean, this is a team, like I said, I think in his – I think Beamer's mind, I'm thinking he could be thinking eight and three team, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the fact he's just it, downplaying everything right now. And I would too, though. I mean, I, I respect the fact that he's downplaying. And, like I said, that's what I expect. I, I mean, I, I want to beat North Carolina. Don't get me wrong. But I'm going to tell you, if we, if we beat North Carolina, it's because – Drake May had an awful game, and Spencer Rattler had a really good game um, because that's a game I feel like we need to win, especially playing in SEC. I mean, I'm just saying um, we're, we're predicted to win some upset games in that. But, I mean, Stan, what we're talking about is would you rather be the 20th-ranked team in the, or in the, in the conference or the third-ranked team in the conference? He's talking about downplaying, Beamer downplaying where we're ranked. Well, I, I think, you know, third is about where I would put us. <clears throat> But you got to understand that's just on the eastern side of the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, win the games that you should win, the Vanderbilt's, the Kentucky's, the Missouri's, the doesn't like you allude to the North group Carolina game. You win those. You win your group of five games, and if you can get a split, if you can beat now, the 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 problem is we got to go to Georgia and to Tennessee. So, but you need to win one of those. If you can win one of those. And Georgia, to me, and people are going to think I'm crazy, but Georgia is the more likely candidate to win because you plan them early in the season, and hopefully they're still trying to get some stuff figured out in the quarterback room and some other places. Not saying it's going to happen, but I would think that would happen. But you look at Tennessee and what Heupel as the coach, he's going to be offensive-minded. But does he have – is Milton – going to be the quarterback that he needs to run his offense. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows the guy's got a cannon for an arm, but he don't know where it's going when he lets go of it. He has no clue where so, the ball's <laughs> You know, there is a possibility that you might could sneak into Knoxville and pull out a win. Well, well, if you can win one of those, you know, and then those two are going to play each other, you know, and hope that the one you beat wins – against the other one, then all of a sudden you in a three-way tie and you just got to go start looking at tiebreakers in. <laughs> I, I don't think we want to do that. I'm going to tell you one that worries me, and you're going to laugh. You see it right there. Playing a Furman after we play a North Carolina game, not knowing what injuries we may have in this football game, and with Furman bringing, I'm going to tell you, when I say they're bringing the house back, they're bringing the house back. Well, the thing about it, though, that'll be your first home game. It will. And – the, the crowd's going to be there. I'm not sure if it's start time yet. They probably haven't even posted it yet. 7.30. 7.30. So it's going to be a night game. The light show's going to be on. Um, the longer Furman hangs around, though, yeah. the more it's going to seep yeah. into their minds, I think. But Roberto's yeah. back at running back, and that guy just – he had a really good game against Clemson. But the quarterback was the one for Clemson that's back. They played against Clemson, excuse me, and I can't recall his name right now. Um, 
he's back at quarterback for his senior year. So you got two skill set players that are back that had huge years last year. Furman, in my mind, that's your team to win the SOCON this year. I think that's the team for the SOCON. Um, Walford with a new coach. I'm interested to see what they do. But that's a scary game for me because, like you say, it's possible beating North Carolina, look ahead to Georgia and and have a 30-24 game against a Furman, even winning. If that happens, Georgia better look out. Because we really don't know what we got. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a trap game coming coming where it is. I mean, but, coming coming out two and zero is easy. I mean, I but, think it's. I think Beamer does a good enough job of of playing the next game and not looking ahead, but concentrating on this game. This is what we need to do to win this game. We'll worry about next week, next week, and uh, and so far he's done that. And he's done that, and I think it's. You know, his coaching staff does the same thing. Um, I think our special teams unit's going to win some ball games for us this year. Well, and that, that may be where the Tennessee, the Georgia, an upset comes in is because of the special teams that we have. That kind of leads me to the fact that uh, the two specialists that you have are yeah. the ones that made first team three yeah. SEC and yeah. Kroger Jeter. and Jitter. Jeter. And, and, um, and what, what that does, it takes time away from those teams that you playing, from putting that, doing their offense and their defense. They got to start worrying about your special teams now. And yeah, it's the third phase of the game, but a lot of people don't put a lot of emphasis on it. We got some guys, we got some dudes we'll put out there just do this, do that, all of a sudden, instead of spending 15 minutes at the end of practice on it, uh, we might ought to spend 30. Well, that's taking 15 minutes away from either the offense or the defense. So, you know, it's not a, a one day we can work on it a little bit. It's, it's, you're going to have to be ready every – you're going to have to do it every practice. The one thing I hear about Jeter that I love is the fact that he can put it in the end zone on kickoff. Yeah. I love that aspect. Uh-huh. And I think that changes a lot of – like when you are playing in Georgia and Tennessee where they've got skill set guys that can return balls, that says a lot when a kicker can get the ball into the end zone. That's one thing we'll be looking at at Greenwood this year because, like I said, hopefully – Oh, parents should be – You know, Noah's going to be – get it back to where – because he was close last year. Yeah. He, he got some down to right around that eight, seven-yard line like that, and he got a couple of actually winning the end zone. But, um, like I said, special teams to be huge especially against a North Carolina and a Furman and a Georgia. Um, now well, that's I, early in the season. It too. is, but that's when you want to play them. I yeah. mean, if well, you go, look, I, if you go 3-0 off the bat, then I'm going to tell you something. B-Red's going to have the biggest spot of crow up here. I'm going to have to start eating. And I think we can. I just think North Carolina's a tougher team than we are. But I won't, I won't be here. Not maybe what we're doing. We're downplaying. So it's not that big of a deal if it comes out and we are 3-0 three games in yeah. against Georgia, North Carolina. Because you think about it, North Carolina, they're not going to be a top 25 team probably. Um, but Georgia will be. Well, we'll see what happens uh, as it comes about. Georgia right now had 181 of the votes in order to win a championship. Alabama had 62, LSU 31. Tennessee had five, as did Vanderbilt. Arkansas got two, Auburn got two, South Carolina Mississippi State and Texas A&M each got a vote apiece to win the SEC championship. Who in the world voted for them? <laughs> Dumbo Fisher. Which one voted for Dumbo? I have no idea. I need idea. a vote. One of them. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. Beverly, I thought we had a soccer expert going to come on with us today. What happened? 
We'll bring him. Let's go. <laughs> bring we got him time. On in here. We got we'll time. Put him on here. I got to ask him about the women's soccer team. He can tell me about that. <laughs> All right. Well, while she gets him, let's go ahead and mention uh, Clemson. The SEC days begins tomorrow. ACC. Uh, ACC. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they wish they were in the SEC. They'd be getting more money. I got excited. We All don't right. want to get there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I might have to be the ACC reporter this year because, I mean, I lost my SEC network, so yeah. I might, I'll be watching ACC all the time. <laughs> I'll be all reporter this year. But it does begin tomorrow. It'll be up there in Charlotte. Um, it begins tomorrow morning, 10 o'clock. Um, uh, Mac Brown. Conference Center Mac that's Brown. Up there. No, it's, <laughs> it's actually going to start with uh, Georgia Tech. Um, oh, okay. That's up there. Their new coach, Brent Key, is going to be going and speaking the first day, uh, making his first appearance uh, up there. Uh, he'll have a, a couple of players that he'll bring with him um, after taking over for Jeff Collins uh, as well. So we'll get to see him. Syracuse will be tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday, uh, 10 to 4 o'clock, you're going to have Duke, Florida State, um, Virginia, Tony Elliott will be up there, Virginia Tech. And then Thursday's the big one because you got everybody else. North Carolina, Clemson, Wake Forest, um, Boston College, uh, all of those folks are going to end up being there. And I think Clemson is listed as being the third team on Thursday at ACC Days. That would so. work perfect for us if you could get us media passes. That'd give it, we, didn't, we wouldn't have to get up early in the morning. We could get up, have <laughs> breakfast, drive up, and be there for Clemson. Easy you know, to it do. should be fun to see. Um, Here's what I think is cool. You know, been watching it, ACC, sorry, Stan, but watching it all weekend because I don't have the other one. Um, NC State's the team that's surprising me. I'm going to tell you why. They got two quarterbacks from other uh, ACC teams. The quarterback, the really good one, Armstrong, that was at Virginia, he's there now. And then you got the Pittsburgh quarterback that transferred in. So it, Dave Doran got two starting quarterbacks in the ACC on his team. Not to mention the kid from LSU from last year. <laughs> so that team should be loaded offensively. Yeah, it should be. Should be. So we'll, we'll just have to follow along and see where, where, it, goes. where it goes. But it'll be fun. Um, when you look at it, I think they had like 38 defensive players uh, that are going to be at the ACC media days uh, on top of that, and only about 12 uh, special teams players are going to end up making it. So um, we'll, we'll see how it I'll turns be, out. Hey, I'm tuned in now. I'm telling you, I'm tuned in. <laughs> i got to be. That's all I got. So we, we'll follow along and keep you guys updated as well. Just keep it tuned in to the Lakeland Sports Guys, as well as uh, our Facebook page, the Lakeland Sports Guys with Chris and Tom. Uh, make sure to uh, – We've got to put Coach in there. Yeah. Yeah, we've got to put Coach on. We've got to figure out how we do that. So we'll, we'll find a way to get it well, in there. We'll worry about <laughs> it. We'll get it in there. Um, uh, joining us right now, we have an extra special guest. He is a soccer phenomenon when it comes to knowing everything there is about USA soccer. Correct, Stan? Well, you'll have taught him he's about that. He's got the jersey on, man. <laughs> I was going to say we're flipping from football that we know to football that you know, young man. You know more about the, the football, as they say over there, but it's soccer. And, and uh, like I said, Stan, I'm going to let you take it from here. Let's roll uh. it. Well, this is my grandson, mm -hmm. Luke. He uh, he is a, he is from Myrtle Beach. He's up here for the week. Um, he did make the Beach United club team down there this year, so he's been to a soccer camp about all summer and getting some individual uh, training sessions along with that. And, of course, he's all excited about the Women's World Cup being played this year and with Messi coming to Miami, his daddy's already trying to get me to buy tickets for the game in Charlotte, uh, which if anybody's got $1,500 laying around, I'll be happy to take that one because that'll get me one ticket. But, I can't uh, believe he didn't already have the tickets 
Beverly's right there. I can't believe he ain't already got his tickets to that game. But. <laughs> Don't say that too loud because he'll go to ask your grandma. Uh-oh. Uh, look at him. He's smiling now. Yeah. Glad to have you yeah. with us here. Uh, and it's always a pleasure to have extra special guests that come in. What got you interested in soccer? Why, why soccer of all things? Well, I was um, – Watching, I was just watching YouTube, and then I found this one show about soccer that I really liked, and that got me into the World Cup, and then that just got me into it. I got you. So the World Cup's what got you started. What team were you following in the World Cup? USA. Of course. Sure says what it, man. Say, sure says saying everything different. It's not like Willie who, you know. Spain, Spain and all these other all weird ones. Got to yeah. go with the, with the true red, white, and blue. Now, Luke Luke keeps up with the professional soccer, too, so he knows some players. and Well, that's perfect because I was going to ask him, I can't follow MLS. What is it about MLS that keeps you watching the pro-level teams? What players are your favorite guys? On the MLS? Mm-hmm. Um, Zimmerman, he's a really good defender. Um, um, Ferreira for, D, um, for Dallas. Other than that, I just watch um, MLS because they're good. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it's fun to watch. And now you got Messi who's joining in the mix of all this. So you're going to, you know, talk to Granddad about going to Charlotte one of these I was going to say, man, you got Charlotte. <laughs> what are the local teams saying? Charlotte, Atlanta's got a field club. No, no. Orlando's probably got one. Tampa. I don't know about Tampa, but um, is, the one good thing is it's on all the time now, whereas you can never get MLS. Yeah. ABC or, or – 13 out of out of Asheville is doing a really good job of putting those games on around here. Um, and it's just it, – they always say, and you can help me out, Luke, because I met you at the wedding. Um, it's the biggest sport growing-wise that there is, is soccer, because it's worldwide, yep. uh, over volleyball, over real well, football, over basketball, everything else. So you pick the best sport to be in. So, I mean, you got your players, you got your teams. Uh, you're at the beach now, so uh, – You've been you've been to watch Coastal play yet? Have you seen Coastal play soccer? Not yet. Okay, that'll be coming up. Yep, it'll be it'll be in the fall. New coach in <laughs> Carolina yep. for for taking Burton's place. Yep. Carolina's got a new soccer coach, so I mean I'm sure he'll get to go to some of those. Yeah. But uh, what are some of the oh, things you've been working on as far as, as soccer camp has gone? I mean you've been at camp for what now two weeks? So what what's some of the things you've been working on that you're hoping to get better at? Toe touches, dribbling, technique. Shooting, shot power. I have very little shot power. Stamina, things like that. Gotcha. All things you work on to grow, though. I mean, that, you know, you're talking about those things. That's something that comes with time. Another year, next year, you won't be telling us that. You'll be like, oh, I got that. You know, <laughs> I mean, he's, he, I mean, like I said, I, when I met you at the wedding, man, you were singing. I was like, that guy's got it right there. I wish I could get on stage and do like you do. So, let's see. What else you got for him, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm amazed that he's got the poise and and uh, right now the dedication in order to get into broadcasting because he came in and saw us doing this and you said what? I so, want a podcast. I want a podcast. Right he's now. old enough, so uh, you know <laughs> we may have, we may start having a regular segment called Soccer, Soccer. with Luke. Yeah, uh, and that'd see be what cool. Happens. I mean, because like I said, I don't know it. That's one thing I don't know is soccer. Now, you know, now, you're, now your granddad knows a good bit about the soccer. What about the, the World Cup with the women's team are you most excited about so far in one game? What, what's the most exciting part you saw about the game against Vietnam? Um, 
Well, I predicted the um, the score correctly. Okay, that's the start. He's already beat me on predictions. So. Well, did you think that Vietnam was a little bit more physical than the U.S. team was? Yeah, Vietnam was a little bit too rough there. And you wouldn't expect that. Well, you wouldn't expect it, but that's how they stayed in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, they literally they just dropped everybody back and played defense on – I mean, the United States, I don't remember the amount of time of possession they had, but it was – and by the time of possession, you would have figured they would have scored more than three goals. But, I mean, it was just – Vietnam was everywhere. I mean, watching the game, I was kind of amazed at some of the – I thought they were fouls. And I think the announcers thought they were fouls. The people in the stands thought they were fouls. But they weren't being called. And it was just – and that allowed Vietnam to stay in the game. And uh, <laughs> But we did come back for a 3-0 win. So. All right, Luke. If, if there's a team, we all know the USA girls are going to win this thing, right? Yeah. But if, there's not, if, if they can't do it, what's the team? Who's the team that's going to beat them? I'd say, like, England, Canada, something like Sweden, maybe. And I hadn't seen the Swedes play yet. So, I mean, that's that's why that's why I had to ask that question. I mean, I, if, if there's a side bet to be made, i got to know who else other teams are. <laughs> Some are using for that as well. But um, I think that's cool that you do follow, um, like, the soccer part uh, from other countries and all. But, um, so, I mean, you're, I mean, you're expecting us to win easily, probably, fairly easily. Okay. And if the U.S. does win it, this will be the first time in men's or Where women's that a team has – a country has won three in a row. All right, now, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So, What do the guys got to do, Luke, to get on the women? What do we have to do as a World Cup for the men to get on the same level as these ladies? What do we got to do? We got to get some good players. Well, what about the coaches? I mean, now, we've been in and out of coaches too, haven't we, for the U.S. team? Yeah. Hadn't we switched coaches a couple uh, we, times? A couple and, times, yeah. So, what players do you think we need to go out and get? Like, if you had to pick, give me three players that you would want for our World Cup team, who would they be? Um, Christian Pulisic, Matt Turner, and Tyler Adams. Adams is the only one I knew, and I wasn't sure you would say it. <laughs> I, I, I knew of Adams, but I didn't know if he – but I, you know what? That's, that's awesome. We, we are – I'm telling you right now, Tom, we will have a segment with Luke on soccer because, like I said, it's the fastest-growing sport that there is. And um, What else you got for me? You, you, any other sports you play? Um, Not really. I play a little bit of basketball. Okay. All right. Well, like I said, you got plenty of time, man. You, you, what are you? How old are under you? Under ten. He's I'm ten. Playing, That's okay. Playing under tens this year. Yeah. So, I mean, he's oh man, shoot. The first tournament is in Charleston. Uh, Georgetown. Charleston. I think. Or yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Charleston. Yeah. And Traveler then, too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't play soccer back in the day, man. <laughs> I'm mad about that. Oh, but I already, and and him and his daddy and of course his two aunts and. Everybody, they're already looking at the Men's World Cup in two years because it will be played here in the United States. They're already trying to figure out where we're going, whether we're going to Denver or Orlando. Just where might we take off and go? Well, Coach, whoever the so coach is at to... USA, just call Luke. He's going to tell you the players again. <laughs> 
I'm amazed. Like I said, I like I said, I met you at the wedding, and you had everybody going at the wedding. This kid, my, my seat's already gone. Talk, Carol. He's got talent. I'm gonna be sitting over yonder at the other table, Miss <laughs> Beverly, and them. But uh, <laughs> like I said, we enjoyed having you on, man. Anytime you're in town, you can have my seat here. I'll sit over here, and you can tell, ask me what's going on. That'd be cool for you. Okay, just don't ask me right now. I'm not ready for it. And we can call you later on too. Yeah, we can. And we get can it recorded or just call you live during the show and find out. Well, but school will be back in soon. It'll be soon. back in soon. You excited about that? No. Okay. <laughs> I love honesty, man. I love it. Speaking of which, uh, football Fridays uh, get underway with the start of uh, fall practice this coming Friday. Tell them where. Tell, tell them where y'all stopped the other day. McDonald's? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he got. The Gamecock Stadium. Oh, oh, Willie B? They stopped at Willie B, and he got his picture made outside Willie B. So You got the big chicken? Or yeah. the big Gamecock <laughs> And sent it to his daddy just to make his daddy jealous. Awesome. <laughs> Willie B's a cool place. It is. Enjoyed going there. That was the first time I ever went to a football stadium or a sports stadium in general. Oh, cool. Well, you went to a good old, well, not really old, but you went to a good well, stadium. As you get a little older here, you'll start going to camps. If you keep going to camps, you'll start going to some of these at the stadiums and at the colleges levels, and that, that'll be fun. you get to tour those. And yeah, those will be fun. But, Luke, yep. thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate <laughs> All right. Um, as far as the rest of us, we're at Howard's on Main. Make sure to come by and check out Howard and his staff. They're always up and about uh, serving the best food in and around uh, Deptown Greenwood, so you can check out the daily specials. B-Rad is here with the coldest beer in town uh, that we know of, and last time we checked it was 31, I think it was. Uh, it might be a little bit cooler than that now. But. <laughs> so we'll see. But uh, He's ready for you, though. Yep, we're ready for it. We're going to take a little bit of a break. We'll be back on the first week of August. So August the 6th will be when we come back, get ready for football season. He's Chris Cox. I'm Tom Carroll. That's the coach, Dan Spivey, along with Luke. And we are the Lakeland Sports Guys. <laughs> 